give us some talking. Can we're you hear me now? And we're going to ramble because we're going to be talking about ramblings. We're going to ramble, ramble, ramble. See, I'm getting better at this. Traveling time. fars and their rambling. That's what we're doing, I guess. Well, sometimes you need to ramble. Interesting. That, I, I don't know if the rambling has any music either. The rambling man. Hear me? What? I don't know if the rambling has any music. Why doesn't it have any music? I don't. Did it have music before? Did the one that did the one we put it on YouTube? I don't remember. It's not, you know, we have children. They know how to make the music. I know how to make the music. That's not the problem. I was wondering if if this had music. Anyway. Okay. I think we're good. I think we're we're recording. Okay. We're all happified. You're kind of quiet as usual. Who's quiet? You. I'm not quiet. Yup. There was a time in your life you used to wish I would be quiet. No, wish you stopped talking. That's not the same <laughs> as being quiet. That's not the same thing? No. Has that changed that you wished I'd stop talking? Do you really want me to answer that question? I already know the answer, so you aren't going to hurt my feelings. Then I guess I don't need to answer. <laughs> Since you already know the answer. Okay, here we are. Traveling Fars, rambling again. This is our second, I think, rambling uh, podcast. Uh, and, and there's no telling where we're going today. Karen's got lots of stuff on her mind, so I don't know what what that means that sounds scary to me but you know yeah she likes to she likes to yap on so what do you want to yap about i want you to tell us about why we've taken three weeks to have another podcast i don't know didn't feel like doing <clears throat> a podcast well you were gone you were in beijing for a week so couldn't do a podcast then why'd you go to beijing because i needed to waste time that's why I went to Beijing. That is not why you went to Beijing. No, that's that that that's that's exactly what happened. You didn't. We're need finding to waste out. Time. We're finding out daily <laughs> that the reason we went to Beijing was to waste time. It was to see a school that we're not even we're not even in. Right. To create <clears throat> uh, policies and procedures that won't go into effect until next school year. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is just really funny. All the things that we think that we did when we were in Beijing at our quote-unquote teacher orientation, which was not an orientation because there was no one there that could orient us because we knew more than the people running the quote-unquote orientation. Yeah. Especially being foreigners teaching in china no one there could tell us about how to do that better all we were doing was educating chinese people on what it means to educate chinese students within an international school's context because the school in beijing is the the program in beijing is now a school a full-fledged school so, well, did they find a space? Oh yeah, they've moved. They moved. They had to. Well, okay. That was fast. They they found a space, 
as far as I know, they're they're you know hundred percent. They're going to this new space. Where it is, I have no idea. Um, don't really care at this point. <laughs> but the the funny thing is, they had to they had to bring the kids in for. Uh, registration. registration and send them directly for two weeks of military training. Ooh. So the one student that they poached from us from last year who did not go to military training last year, she got two weeks of it this year, uh-huh. which is so, so funny. So that that's that was uh, one week. That's why, why we didn't uh, why we didn't podcast because. You know, hey, can't. I mean, I was in a dorm. What do you want me to say? Haven't been in a dorm in the middle of nowhere. Hadn't been in a hadn't hadn't stayed in a dorm room for wait, not for since I hadn't hadn't been in a dorm room sleeping and living since nineteen ninety. So 25 years. That's the last time I was in a dorm room. 25 years. I think it's been a little less for me because I moved out of the dorms in 94. But So, you know, the being in, I, I was, the good thing was they didn't try to, they didn't take the foreign teachers and double them up in the dorm room, but they did it to the Chinese teachers. <laughs> All the Chinese teachers had to be doubled up. Why? I don't know since we were the only people on campus. Really? That's just strange because your room was really big. It wasn't really big. It just had two beds. But it had its own bathroom in it. It, had- it, had, it was a... It, it was... the. It wasn't really a dorm room. Like, <clears throat> it wasn't a dorm room as far as, like, um, what we... What we think of as an old dorm room. What it actually was, was more like a cheap hotel room. Okay. So, think of two double beds next to each other, a small desk, a TV on the wall, and its own bathroom. I mean, that's that's exactly what it was. And it was North China, which meant bathroom is, the entire bathroom is your shower. Right. That was it. Yeah, but you got some good food while you were there. Yeah, I got good food because we were in the north and it was there was one restaurant across the street. <laughs> Had all our favorite hits. Down the street and across the street. But you were really in the middle of nowhere, right? We were in Pingu. Definitely in the middle of nowhere. Pingu is known for peaches, which nobody cared about. No. Except for the Chinese people. They think that they taste different. But FYI, the peaches in Pingu tasted almost exactly like the peaches here. <laughs> They're probably from there. Just so you know. So, yeah. Um, they, they, weren't, they weren't special. There was, nothing, there was nothing big or major about the peaches. So, um, so that was one week. What was the other week? We did a we did some recording with the kids when they first got back from the states, and then you went to went Beijing. To Beijing, and then you had to prepare for school. 
didn't want to do any recording because, you know, yeah. <laughs> and and then the first. Well, week see, of the school. the problem of the dealing with the school thing was we didn't know our schedule. We didn't know what our start day was. Once we got our start day, we didn't know when what our schedule was going to be. Blah blah blah. Same shit as last year. Blah blah blah. I can't wait for the next. Dun dun dun. Hold on, I have but last up. year have you had a little bit more information. Three hundred and six <laughs> days, baby. <laughs> That's what we got. Three hundred and six. Aaron has days. his countdown to the end of his contract so. and when we can leave China. So three hundred and six days. Um, you know, that's what we got to look forward to. So honestly, that's all I'm really caring about now. Educate the kids, all the other stuff. Everything that we worked hard for over the, that orientation period, all for naught, because none of it will be used this year. Yeah, you came back from the, the orientation really positive and upbeat. And I'm always positive <clears throat> and upbeat, damn it. Oh, my God. Okay, look, positive and upbeat and honest are not mutually exclusive. Aaron, I have been with you for 17 blissful years, and I can honestly say that you are the pessimist, and I am the oh, optimist. Oh, no, 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 that's where you're wrong. You are I going to say, never, I am a realist. I am absolutely 100% a realist. You are a and pessimist. And you know it. You're I am not a pessimist. I do not see everything as being bad. I just... You can, see the possibility I of the bad. just point <clears throat> out when things are going to go bad. Yeah. That's not a pessimist. You I don't feel that it's going to be bad. <laughs> I know I can see the pitfalls. And then I say, let's work so it doesn't get there. Right. Very different idea. I am always working hard to not have the bad thing happen. But as soon as somebody comes along and they keep forcing the issue to make the bad thing happen, I am the kind of person that will step aside and let it happen. Yeah, you'll let them fall down. And Which doesn't make me a pessimist either. It just makes me a person that is willing to f feed them rope. I don't disagree with you in that situation at all. I used to, but now that I'm older and wiser, I say let them fall on their face. Break a few teeth while they're at it. You can't constantly fix and solve their problems. I think parenting helps you learn that as well. You can tell the person, the child, stop doing this. You're going to get hurt. Stop doing this. Yeah, you're like going to get hurt. You say the child. That's funny to me. Well. Because my problem isn't the child. My problem isn't with my students. No, That's no, no, no. That's not where the issue is. My problem is with the, with the adults. My problem is with the college-educated fools that we have. Yeah, but let's face it. dealing with on a daily basis. They're pretty much children. Yeah, I was talking to that. I was talking about that with my... Um, with my students, I, I told them uh, my year ones, uh, just to mess with their brain for a little bit, I told them uh, the, the person, the type of person that you like while you're in high school is probably the type of person you're going to marry. And they all looked at me like, what are you talking about? Because, of course, they haven't thought about this at all because they're not allowed to have and even have... Uh, relationships yeah boyfriends and girlfriends so and they all kind of looked at me funny and i said well that's basically it you basically don't really mature past high school you become who you're going to become for the most part 
during high school. Right. You get a little bit more refined in university, but you're pretty much the same person if you're from the West. But see, if you're in China and you're a Chinese person and you graduate high, graduate high school and graduate university and you get that job, guess what? You're still in high school because you've never managed yourself. Well, I'd like to say they're probably still in middle school. Okay. You're just trying to be funny. I'm, I'm not being, trying to be funny. I'm being serious. The things that, that our kids... they are still <laughs> at a... Well, okay. In a lot of ways, yes, you're right. I'm they're definitely funny. in a more... Our version of middle school. Right. Yes. Yes. But as far as they're concerned, they're, they've never gotten past high school. Even in university, they're still... Wearing uniforms, somebody's telling them when to get up and when to study. They they have no independence. <clears throat> blah 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 blah. Right. Which means that they come out and I have like the guy I work with. His roommate doesn't work for the school anymore, and so then he's left, and now he doesn't live here anymore. And now this guy is now saying, "Oh my goodness, I don't know what I'm going to do." And it's like, dude. Live on your own. Wait, he has his own apartment and he's yes, belly he aching? He has his own apartment. He has his own two bedroom apartment and he's complaining Correcto about it? Woo! Potty! Yeah, Pate. exactly. Pate, Pate, All Pate. these women work at this school. <clears throat> right. I would All say 90% of your staff is women. At, well, at the school, the 90% of the staff yeah, is women. It's a lot of people. Because now there's a year, there's a senior one, senior two, and senior three. Holy so there's mother even pearl. more people. Yeah. And it's like. You're some of the and, and for the most part, most of them live at school. So they he's trying to live at dorm. school now. No, no, no. I don't think he does because they don't have Wi-Fi. How is huh? that possible? I don't know. But all of the teachers at the teachers dorms don't have Wi-Fi. No, the school doesn't give them Wi-Fi. No. So it's like. Yeah, you're They're that, children that. It's like I mean, they're treated like the students. That's the thing. They are treated like the students. They only have, they have to eat at the same time as the kids. They lights out at the same time as the kids. They get up at the same time as the kids. They are children. So whatever happened in high school and university is still continuing in this job as a teacher. As an adult, these are grown 25, 27, 28, 29-year-old people who are still being told what to wear and then they when leave to here sleep, what to eat they leave on the weekend and they go back to their parents house right and they go stay with mommy and daddy i would say what maybe maybe a handful of those teachers are married or have you know the ones that are married don't live at the school <clears throat> the well, ones that are we married live here they live with us oh they live over here they all they all live over here but are there children with them or are there child yes. with yes, them yes usually because they're if the child if they work at the school and they're married and they have children, the child goes to the school and they mm -hmm. come home with them every day. Because when we were in Wuhan, some of those teachers were married with kids, babies even, infants. And they lived at the school, but their family lived somewhere else. Oh, of course. That could be. But remember in Wuhan, we were in a... We were in a district that was like this one, fairly new, and very tiny. People didn't people didn't <laughs> come from there, right? They were all from somewhere else, so that makes sense. Anyway, so why why else didn't we have any uh, recordings recently? Because you were angry. I was very frustrated with everything. Now I'm not frustrated anymore because I have. 
306 more days to go. <laughs> Which doesn't put any pressure on me to find our next location. Find it. You and the kids. That's your job. <coughs> it's always been your job. You've got to do it. All I do is go out and try to make the money. This next place I would like to work. I really miss being in the classroom. It's been a year, a little more than a year now since I've been in the classroom, and I really miss it. You're the one that finds the jobs. Yep. So I'm looking at some Spanish-speaking places. I'm actually doing Spanish work during the day when the children are doing their French and Irish. Yeah, yeah, because we're not staying in China. Because we don't want to kill a Chinese person. I wouldn't. You might. And I can't have you in a Chinese prison. I can't I can't go and, and be like... Uh, our friend from Australia. And no, let's ain't not be that <clears throat> angry all year. No, let's not. Let's not. He was there. truly angry. He did through what three years here. Yeah, in this one location. Said he, said he would never come back. Which is why we do the list. Well, he's not the one who went off. No, no, no. He's not the one that went off. But he's the. It's that idea that you stay in China for a long time. Two or three years, and basically, you can't stay after that because Chinese people will push you to a point where you can't be around them anymore in a healthy state of mind. Yeah, yeah. That that yeah. that's the thing, and I don't think Chinese people understand that. They don't understand that they put us in that position. Right. They push us to the brink. Yep. And I think and I think it happens for forward thinking Chinese people, it happens as well. They are they don't like it either. No. But they figure that's the way it's supposed to be because they're Chinese. Yeah. And so they kind of like drop back and just Yes. Like curl up kind of. And they just they just deal with it. They just take it because, you know, that's their that they think if they don't, then they're not meeting the requirements of their culture. They're right. somehow stepping outside of their own culture. And people like me say, OK, if you don't like a thing, why not talk to the people that can get it fixed or addressed in some way, shape or form and deal with it? They, they won't. And the people and a lot of people don't, you know, <clears> like <throat> I. I went into my classroom on Friday. Now, this is our first week. The boards were horrendous when we got back in because essentially, unfortunately, Chinese teachers do not clean up after themselves. Oh, there's some so lazy, messy people. All of our classrooms are just a mess first day because all the teachers move and the students all stay still. So all of our whiteboards are just a, a, a mess from last year. Oh, they no. nobody ever cleaned them. Nothing. But they have cleaning staff. They nobody. They don't clean the classrooms. Oh, it's just like in um, Wei Ming. The students clean the classrooms. It's the teacher's responsibility to make sure they're clean. The head teacher. Mm. It's they don't teachers don't clean up after themselves. So you'll come in at the end of class, or you'll come in at the beginning of your class, and the board is full of crap stuff that somebody wrote up there and the students are supposed to come up and clean the board instead of the teacher taking the responsibility to wipe off the board that yes. once they're done like i do 
Like um, like all foreign teachers do. Oh, all foreign teachers don't do it. Really? Um, but I went in on Friday and I started erasing this very messy board and part of it didn't erase because the Chinese teacher had written on a whiteboard with permanent marker. Stupid. So, and of course they had, don't have a solution to clean that. They were trying to use dish soap. Stupid. So, you know. This Nail is, polish this remover, hand of, sanitizer, rubbing oh, alcohol. Yeah, nobody needs tips on how to clean a yeah, whiteboard. Yeah, somebody might need a the tip. The problem is the Chinese people should know how to use a whiteboard, especially if you're going to be a teacher in a classroom. You see, yeah. if you're going to be a teacher in a classroom, teaching of all things TOEFL, which is kind of weird because they're Chinese teaching <clears throat> TOEFL, which is a problem in itself. Yeah. Um, you know I have a problem with that. But you should at least know how to navigate a whiteboard. You'd think. You know, especially since all the markers are in the classroom. They're all sitting on the desk. All you have to do is pick up a red or a blue or a black. They're all sitting there. It's not like it's rocket science. Why would you pick up an all black marker? That in itself pretty much dictates not whiteboard marker. Well, see, here's here's the difference between us and them. I would see the marker and say to the students, is this a whiteboard marker? Mm -mm. That's not what happened. This marker came from the teacher. Because oh, that she... marker is not in the classroom. So she brought it. Yes. Uh-huh. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. I don't know how you... Stupid. I don't know how you do that. And I don't know how she wrote so much. At some point, you would you would realize, like, oh, no, because it looks different. Yeah, the you whole know? texture yeah, of the everything, ink is Everything looks different. So it's like, as soon as you did, like, one little stroke, you'd be like, whoa, wait a minute, something's wrong here. And then look at it. Is this the right thing? Because I've done that before. Where yeah. there, there were an array of <clears throat> markers, and you picked one up, and you started writing. You went, whoa. And then you immediately wipe it off, and it comes off. Right. But you let it dry and let it sit there over, say, two-hour lunch and nap time. And next thing you know, it's not coming off. Mm. Anyway, well, so that's been our uh, couple weeks and why we haven't done any uh, any new recording. We do have stuff in the queue to go up. For everybody to listen to, we're going to have to decide when we're going to up our monthly amount. Yeah, uh, I think when we get a few more subscribers, a few more downloads. So if you we'll want to hear more every month, you better uh, tell your friends because we tend, we tend to talk for a long time. Yeah. And which means our shows are very long, which means they are very big. And then... We have a quota, so anyway, we shall see how that works out. All right, so what did you want to talk about? You wanted to talk, you had stuff on your mind. Well, <clears throat> I've had a couple of things this week. I was interviewed for a study on women of color uh, who decide to teach abroad, which is kind of funny because I'm not a woman of color, unless you want to call translucent a color. Um. But it was really interesting to, to talk with this interviewer and, and talk about our experiences abroad and learn about hers. Uh, she taught in Morocco and Abu Dhabi. 
And so I was talking about some of that stuff with some friends and uh, talking about some some differences in the classroom. And one of the things that I've noticed, especially this has been talked about a lot this week, is the discipline in classrooms and how how teachers, native teachers, uh, discipline students and <clears throat> they hit them. Beat them. They they literally beat them. Okay, who who is really doing some beating here? Because I've been teaching in these classrooms, and I've never, outside of you did a good job and a pat on the back, I've never beaten a student. I'm not saying the foreign teachers do it. It is the native, like the like the Chinese teachers or the Thai teachers. Um, one woman on one of my traveling moms pages, she says in Kuwait, because she's in Kuwait. That the Kuwaiti teachers will beat the the students. So what's the problem? What? What's the problem? That they beat. You're telling me that it's a it's a native teacher. Yeah. With native students beating the students. What's the problem? Well, here's where the conversation kind of got really jumped off. Yesterday was a foreign teacher in Thailand asked for this article. If anyone had this article, where a Thai teacher had brutally beaten a seven-year-old with a cane or a nine-year-old with a cane and left marks and the parents reported it to the police because when his child came home from school that day his child had marks he had been hit by the teacher and of course being a mother and a teacher my my first reaction is, oh, my God, how could anybody hit your child? Okay, but you're saying it's still a Thai <clears throat> teacher with a Thai child, right? He's a foreign child. Okay, I'm not understanding. Okay. The I child, could have you just said was a Thai teacher in a Thai classroom. It is a Thai teacher in a Thai classroom, but the child has a foreign father and a Thai mother. So it's a Thai child. It's not. Yeah, it is. Anyway. Does that boy have to go on visa runs? No. Thai child. Next. <laughs> Dual citizenship, so whatever. Hi, child. So anyway, my instant reaction was, oh, my goodness, somebody hit your child. But then I'm reading these comments in the thread, and I'm getting things like, why to get smacked? You know, probably was misbehaving. You know, the kids should sit still and be quiet. And I'm just, I'm dying over some of these comments. Who, who what kind of people are, sent, are making these comments? These are all foreigners. But when I asked them, like the one man who was very vocal about, the, it's really important for kids to be hit in the classroom. And you, it's okay to give them a sharp smack or a whack with a stick or uh, thump them on the head with the book. Beta. I, I asked him, I said, where are you from? And he said, I'm from the UK. And it's oh, and I said, is that still legal in the UK? And he said, yes. So of course I had to go to my bestie Google and ask, you know, is it still legal to hit kids in the UK? Did you just call Google your bestie? Yeah, <laughs> I did. Google's my bestest friend right now. Wow. <laughs> and Google told me that corporal punishment in the classroom in all of UK was banned in 1986. But it's still in practice. No. Sounds like it is. When some of these other British teachers started responding, they're like, we can't hit kids in the classroom. We can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. But it sounds like at least British people think it's something that's useful in the classroom. Well, this old old British dude does. 
Well, because then I had to find out how old he was. Like, if if this is something that you think is acceptable and that it's still legal in the in the UK, how old are you? But he's like in his fifties, so he's not. So maybe what he's saying is, if some teacher, if my child stepped out of line and the teacher to get them back doing what they're supposed to be doing in school used corporal punishment in the classroom, he would be okay with it. That's what he's saying. While it doesn't matter what the actual rule is or what the law says or anything like that. He's saying, I'm okay with that. But guess what? We grew up at a time where our parents had corporal punishment in the classroom when they were coming up. It stopped at some point. It stopped in the U.S., but it stopped at some point. Doesn't matter when. It stopped at some point in their education. Okay. No, it didn't stop in the U.S. until the eighties. It's not true. It depends on where they were. It depends there on the school they were 28 in. Twenty-eight states in the U.S. still allow corporal punishment. I know, but what I'm saying is, each school, and then each school district, yeah, all of them made their own decisions on how they were going to do that and when they stopped. Yes. I Some only of them remember stopped people way before talking, the law yeah, changed. that's what I'm saying. So I remember my dad telling me that he was beaten because he wrote left-handed. Yes. But I don't remember my mom or my dad talking about being beaten or having corporal punishment in, in as late as high school. I've never heard anybody mine in my either. family who all went to the same high school. Yep, mine they, too. None of them have ever talked about this teacher used to, you know, really lay it on. Now, I've heard Catholics school kids yes talk about that but that was outside of the public system right and and they might still be you know whooping ass over there so if you if if you come from a place where you think it's necessary or at least useful like i was a rough kid and and it straightened me out to have someone be that hard and firm with me on a daily if you believe that i mean the same people that would have gotten beaten are the same people that probably spanked their kids as well yeah and then they turned around and said yeah if my kids messing up in school don't send them home to me and then call me on the phone whoop their ass right there mm. you know why are you calling me why didn't you take care of it because now i gotta take care of it which means they're gonna get it like double yeah you see what i mean so, that's that's something I think you're gonna have to think about. It's it's it is definitely generational. Well, it it is generational, but then you have you know the fact that it still goes on. When I I, I needed to know from other parents if it was just me because I'd lived in Asia for so long and I've had all these experiences. I've seen some brutal stuff in the classroom. I needed to know from other the other traveling parents if this was something that they experienced and how they dealt with it and what did they say to the teacher when they knew they were enrolling their children in a culture that does have corporal punishment in the classroom. And the one woman who's in Kuwait says that it does happen in the classroom, but that they know they cannot touch a foreign child. They can't raise their voice. They can't raise their hand. They can't. They can't to a foreign child. But another woman says, "They I, can't, or they shouldn't." No, they cannot. Because what's going to stop them? 
the law, I guess, they can't hit a foreign kid. But they can hit a Thai child. Well, in Thailand, yeah, but this is in Kuwait. Okay, they can hit a Kuwaiti kid. Then. They they do hit Kuwaiti kids. Okay, then what's the problem? That's what I'm. I'm trying to get. You, I, I guess what I'm what I'm getting at here is, inside of every culture, that culture defines its set of rules. I agree. And then parents either accept or fight those rules. Yes. So my what is was, the problem? My question was, how do you, as a parent, handle this situation when you know that you're putting your child in a school? In a country where this is acceptable practice. Oh, okay. What did we do? We didn't put our children in the school. Congratulations. There you go. You got your answer. We didn't do it because... because if you put your kids in the school, they got to follow the same rules as everybody else. Right. Now, if they're, if they're in an international school, then you find out what their policy is and all that kind of stuff, and you go on that. But honestly, if I'm an expat living abroad... And I have my young children and I'm going to put them in school and I find out this is how you treat children. I will have to make a decision and I can't be mad after the fact that you did the very thing that is part of your culture. Right. I don't live in my culture. I live in your culture. So what's the problem? I'm back to what's the problem. Aaron, you know what the problem is. I do not. You don't know what the problem is. Nope. The fact that they're not being educated beyond battering children what's the problem that's their culture what's the problem (sighs) oh so you want to fix all the cultures in the world i just want to fix i want to fix the teachers of the world i want you want to make all the teachers western in the world no i want them to stop hitting children okay well then that means you're gonna have to tell all the parents to stop hitting children it's science i want parents to stop hitting children parents gotta stop hitting children it's science, not culture. St- teachers have to stop hating children, and children have to stop hating children. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah, stop hitting people. Yeah, okay. Good luck with that in your lifetime. We don't hit our people. Like Aaron said, one thumb up. <laughs> because honestly, honestly, that that's... Uh, you could have all the science. You could have all the psychology, all of the... Um, child development and all that stuff that that proves that spanking and hitting spanking, don't work hitting no 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 they work they don't but work. they cause a different uh, other parts other damage in other parts of the person's life they do work because remember the whole purpose of beating and spanking is to change behavior and they work Trust me, if I if I told my son he must take a shower every morning by seven o'clock and he woke up and at seven thirty I came out and he did not have a shower and I beat him. He would not beat my child. No, 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 you're not listening. And I did that. What am I really trying to get him to do? I'm trying to change his behavior and his behavior will change or he will keep fighting the system he'll keep fighting what's whatever's being imposed upon him and he'll keep fighting until he can remove himself from that situation which is essentially being a an abused person in a household that's okay but it do, it will change a person's behavior even if the person acquiesces for a time and then leaves and then does it their own way they will still their behavior will change in that moment. Okay. 
Let me ask you this, as a teacher and as a father. Okay, you're asking about me or people. You. Okay. Is it acceptable for someone to hit your child when they misstep? A teacher. Is it acceptable for another teacher to strike your child okay, in any way? You, you're asking me about you, me. You. Because that's not really to, towards your argument. Because me, the person that I am, is not any of these people you're talking about. So for me, the teacher that hits my kids probably won't wake up the next day. <laughs> I don't, I don't, okay. But that's me. I don't live in, I don't, I don't, I don't buy into the idea that, that beating children is a good idea. It's because you it's know? not. Oh, well, no, I don't buy into it because I don't think it's a good idea. It's N- not. It's not, but it was for a very long time. But that's how we grow and we change and we learn as a culture. We grow and we learn and we change. Well, no, actually we don't. We do. We don't do the same things we did 50 years ago. Individuals grow and learn and change. But I bet you can find right now, you go to the United States, you can find probably more examples of parents whooping their kids ass than uh, parents who don't. Yes, I agree. So, but that's we don't one. necessarily grow and learn and change. That's individuals. If we grew and learned and changed... We would not have Trump as a president in the United States Ooh, if we grew and learned and changed. Right. Instead of trying to revert back to, you yeah. know, a hundred years ago. Make America great again. Sorry, but that's the problem. So keep in mind, what you're talking about is definitely on the level of the individual. It is not on the level of the society. I guess what my real issue is, is that these are supposed to be educators, which means that they are supposed to be educated. They are educated in their subject matter. You're, you're, you're making the assumption that teacher education is equal across um, from, from one country to the next, from one culture to the next. And that's not the case. I know, uh, almost all the teachers that teach at the, at the school I work at right now have never taken a psychology class. They've never taken a child development class. So I have those and, in high and school. almost none of them have taken a biology class. Oh, Lord. Okay. So, and most of them don't take, they don't understand the ramifications of the chemistry inside of the human body. Right. Okay. So how the, how chemicals, like I told one student, because he kept fidgeting in his seat, really very spoiled child, but he kept fidgeting in his seat. And I told him at any point in the class, if he feels like it, just stand up. It's okay. Because yeah, boys he needs shouldn't, to move. Boys shouldn't sit this long. No. But they never heard anything like that as students. They didn't understand that their fidgeting was normal yeah they didn't know that they were on under the impression that they were just bad students because that's what the teacher told them and then they had to sit still because that's what the woman teacher tells the boy student no, no, no. Because you gotta then, understand all the boy all the men teachers would tell them the same because thing because that's what they were told by the women teachers no 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 it's not even a woman teacher thing this is a cultural thing because to be in class you must understand that a chinese classroom 
when you look from afar at a Chinese classroom, when they can't see you, they're supposed to all look uniform. Yeah, sitting up straight, arms folded across the desk. That's the way they're supposed to look. So if you have a child fidgeting, that child's going to stick out. That nail must be hammered down. And that's the reason. It has nothing to do with women teaching men and all that. It's not, you know, emasculation or, you know. I'm not saying it's emasculation. It's It's the lack of. of It's the lack of understanding how their bodies work. Well, of course. That's exactly what I'm saying. And so once I told them that, I told them that, told all of them. If you need to get up, if you need to walk around, we have plenty of space. There's only 10 of you in the classroom. Nine now. And you can walk around. It's yeah. fine. You know, but they think that if they get up, they can't learn. <laughs> because they've been taught that learning equals sitting in one spot doing nothing. Falling asleep. No. Being uncomfortable. That's learning. It's like, uh, guys, no. We're going to learn all kinds of different ways. Getting up and moving around. That, and, and what usually happens when I'm teaching Chinese students is somewhere between, let's say, first term and second term usually around the beginning of the second term, they will start to get up. They will start to understand that this is not, you know, you're not getting up and running around. You're not getting up and making a noise. You're not distracting the other students. You're tired that day. You get up and you walk around and and now you can focus on what's being done in the the front of the classroom. They they start to learn that. They start to get that, you know. But it just takes time because we're, we're doing something different. We're right. doing something that they've never seen before and never been exposed to. But that's our job yep. as, you know, being teachers in this program. Um, at least from my perspective. Uh, so I don't, I don't see the problem and people doling out whatever punishments they think is necessary within their culture. It's their culture. If you don't like it, leave. It's theirs. We would say the same thing. You don't like what's going on at this school? Choose a different school. Go somewhere else. You know? Mm. So. If you were in a situation and you were in the classroom as the teacher and the Chinese teacher started going off on a child, really the child did nothing wrong, but they start hitting the child. One of my students. Okay, you got to understand, my situation is so different than the, the, the hypotheticals that you're setting this up. This isn't a hypothetical. This is something that's happened to me. When, I know, but think about me and my situation. Well, if they started if they, hitting your I kids. I am the head teacher of these kids. I will protect the shit out of them. If somebody walked in and started beating them, I would probably defend them. Physically defend them. Because, because they're, they're my kids. students. Yeah, you're It's kids. totally different. I'm not just their teacher. I'm their head teacher with our company. So I, I would walk in if some teacher was even thought about swinging at a student. I would physically stop them. All right. I would get in between them real fast. And I would make sure that they understood, you will never hit one of my students. But like I said, I'm in a different situation. Yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not just the foreign teacher at the Chinese school. Right. You are the head teacher in the foreign program right. at this school. Totally different understanding. 
these kids are supposed to stay with us for two years and then our company sends them abroad. Totally different idea. The connection that they're going to have is going to be greater with our company than it is with their school. Right. So, me, no. Nobody's hitting my kids. Nobody. And if they get hit by a teacher and they tell me about it, there will be consequences and repercussions. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. But it's their culture, you just said. No, 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 no. But my students aren't learning this culture. My students aren't going to school to be Chinese. My students are not going to school to take Gaokao. My students are not going to school here with me in this program to go to Chinese universities. True. My students have no, there's nothing about their education that is preparing them for life in China. It's true. Okay. So. Except for all their Chinese classes. It doesn't matter. None of those, that's just, those are just the requirements that the school thinks are necessary for all Chinese students. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Because the educational, the head of education in Guangdong province says that these things are necessary for all schools in Guangdong. That's the only reason. Yeah. That they take the classes that they take. So I wouldn't, you know, no, it's, this is not about their culture. The whole purpose of them being in our program is to make them learn a different culture and learn different ways of handling the same problems that all students have and all teachers have in schools a different way. We are teaching another culture. Yes. And that's why no teacher will ever hit my kids. And if they hit my kids outside of like when I'm not around and I find out about it, because, you know, lying is rampant in China. Yes, it is. If I find out about then I will take the actions necessary to make that stop. Because the no, no students in our program should be hit. They shouldn't. I mean, if we have a no bullying clause in our handbook for students, that means teachers can't bully them either. Yeah. So. And they don't see it as bullying, which that's all it is. But that's what it is. Because you can, you can beat the student and the student can't fight back. Right. So it's the powerful over the powerless. So, no, that wouldn't happen. I would defend my students. And trust me, none of these people ever are going to get in my face. No, they're all afraid of you. Because they're all children. So I'm not worried about that. Um, All right, what else? I'm sorry, I'm still with it's their culture. You can't use me. As an example. I can because you're teaching Chinese children and you would protect the Chinese children from the Chinese teacher. I would. But that has nothing to do with the problem that you were facing on Facebook. No, my thing was, I started thinking about all these older British men who are in Thailand and, and they're saying, you know, this is this is acceptable. This is necessary. This should be done in all the classrooms. And Thailand, their public education is based on a British learning style. They wear the uniforms like the British. They they do a lot of British things. Yeah. And I'm wondering if the reason why this stuff is perpetuated and it's never moved past is because these older British men are saying, yep, this is good. Keep going. 
or if it's really a part of their culture. I think it's both. I think that they are hiring people because we know in Thailand there is there are far more British people working in Thai schools because Thailand thinks that that is a good idea. Yeah. Yep. Even though the British people you talk to will tell you how bad their educational system is. Yes, they do. Even the teachers. Yep. So they'll tell you how bad their system is, but Thailand seems to think that their system is still valid and good, and so then they're going to keep using this system. Same thing that's happening across a lot of the schools because most of the English that the kids learn in China is British English because Mm -hmm. they think that's the right English. It's the good English. Not realizing that that's not the English that these kids grew up learning because England, Britain, the UK, not popular. Right. The popular thing to know and learn today is American English. Right. It's not even Australian English. So they, you know, and it's definitely not Canadian English. Most people don't even know that there's a difference. You know, they Mm. think Canadian English and and American English are the same. It's because we sound the same in most things. Uh, No, we don't. Oh, sure we do. Uh, No, we don't. I'm sorry, but Michigan is southern Canada. Yeah. See, you just focused on Michigan. There's a whole lot more to the United States than Michigan. I understand, but those that that border Canada. Yep. How many states are those? Quite a few are along the top. count, count, Count them. Go ahead and count them. Count all the border states and then look at all the rest. Oh, well, there's... Yeah, no, you've got a point there. But their their spelling is what's really the difference it's it's not it's not that it is there is a a difference in sound pronunciation of words and there are some words a that they say that we don't say so you know right i shouldn't i should let my kids watch fargo and then and then let them see like that's canadian english right there and brother bear even you know but i mean it's For ours, for the students that are here, they grow up. I mean, even Aaron's friend, they grow up thinking that British English is the way that you're supposed to speak English. Yeah. Not realizing that British English isn't even British English. British English isn't even the English that was the older version. They changed that years ago. When I say years ago, I mean much, much longer than that. But many, 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 many moons ago. And then the American English for a time was seen as a throwback to an older version of British English. And then what we have today has grown out of that. So it's in some ways, we're preserving well, yeah, British this, English the language. The South really preserves mm-hmm. much but more we're, of the- We're preserving an older version of a language that somebody else... That most of the world doesn't even know about. They yeah. think it's American. It's like, no, this was British. Well, when I was so. talking to the woman um, for the interview, she was telling me that in places like Abu Dhabi and Dubai and Kuwait and Saudi Arabia, all these countries, they almost exclusively hire Americans. Yeah, but why? Because they... They one, they have all these diplomatic ties with them, but then two, they have all these uh, foreigners that live there, like the bases that are in these places, and and then three, they want their children to sound American. 
But they, she was telling me they heavily recruit in Abu Dhabi, they heavily recruit black women because they have less difficulty transitioning into the culture. I don't know why. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't either. I don't but know. she was she was saying that the white women go in and they really struggle with um, interaction with the other teachers, the native teachers. They struggle with dealing with the students. Um, they have a hard time transi- transitioning into an expat lifestyle. Whereas for whatever the reason, the black women are treated differently by the locals and accepted more quickly than the white women, which I found really fascinating. Okay. But maybe. Aren't these brown people looking at brown people saying that they're a little like us because they're also brown? Yep. 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 But she was saying when she taught in Morocco that any black. Continue. Any black American in uh, Morocco, they were treated as if they belonged to another African country based on the shade of their skin. So even when they opened their mouth and spoke and had an American accent, they refused to believe that they were from the United States. The only ones who were recognized were those as someone not from an African country were those from the U.K., she said it was very strange. So these people are recruiting American teachers to have the kids sound American, but then in places like Morocco, they hire these American teachers for that sound, but then they don't recognize that they're from the U.S., even when you tell them over and over and over that's where you're from. But schools in China now are starting to to hire more American teachers and recruit American teachers yeah, but that's, for the sound. But that's also, I don't know. I don't know. I, cause they, okay. They're hiring American teachers, but the curriculum is all based on Cambridge. No, if they're hiring for American teacher or hiring American teachers, they are doing an American based curriculum. Okay, then they're, you're not talking about the vast majority of schools in China. No. I mean, they have Canadian schools like um, Maple Leaf. They have the, these Canadian schools spread out all over the country, and they teach a Canadian curriculum. But for some reason, they also hire Americans, which is really strange because Americans don't have that experience. I mean, it's not that. I don't think it's different enough to make oh it, yeah it's to make a difference to chinese people oh maybe but it as may, an educator for us it would make a big difference but honestly teaching english or teaching subjects in english i don't think that using a, a, a canadian curriculum is going to really change all that much about what you're teaching and how you teach no. it Well, in Thailand, when I worked for the Learning Center, I would have to switch between teaching a British style and teaching an American style based on where the students went to school. So if I had a classroom full of students from the British International School, I would have to teach the Cambridge books and the, you know, the the British curriculum. But then if I had 
a, a classroom full of students from, say, Head Start, then I would have to do an American one. And it was, sometimes it was really difficult. Yeah, but honestly, that shouldn't happen. The schools should have one curriculum, and everybody learns that one curriculum. It doesn't matter where the child came from. The child's now in that school, and you have but one But this is way a learning doing. center, and their, their goal was to help the kids, you know, like an after-school yeah, program. doing their homework, essentially. Right. Yep, that's all we did was homework. For some of them, that's all we did. That's a different, a different kind of thing. So, yeah, whatever. I'm... You don't win this one. You're not going to win. I don't know that I'm ever going to win. Stop hitting your damn kids. I mean, you're just not you're not going to because the cult it's the culture. You're it's, not going to change people's culture. You're not going to change what they think is necessary inside of their culture. You want to fight it inside of your culture? But these Fine. people I was but talking guess what? to It's already gone. These people I was talking to for about this hitting. These are are teachers that are not in their culture. That their culture has gotten rid of that practice. Yep. And they go to another culture and then continue on with it. Because they because thought they, it was a good idea in the first place. Because they don't place. know any other way. They no, have no they, other of imagination. Of course they have another way. You just said in the United States it pretty much stopped in the 80s. Yeah. That means that these people that are teaching right now probably are not, probably were in school they're they they're like our generation, and they probably weren't beaten in school, but they think it's a good idea. Yeah, because they because they have they're, no they're into the you know punish, beat, and control students' bodies will make them change their minds. Yeah, because they have no. They can't imagine any other way of doing it. Okay. When there's all this stuff, all, all these stuff, all these studies, all oh, this God. science, all this psychology, really, really? all you're of this on the study road. If you most are an in the world educator, do not care about them studies. If you're an educator, you they should still, care. They still don't care because not all educators are educated to educate. Oh, isn't that the sad truth of it? They are educated in their subject matter. They may know that very well, but they don't. They're not necessarily going to school and studying education and what that means and right. why you make the choices that you make. They're just looking at subject matter. How do I get the students to learn this stuff? Yeah, but hitting a child does not get them to learn. It gets them to fear. You're intimidating an, a child. And? You friggin' coward. That's what coaches do with football teams all the time. I didn't play football. You played soccer. I played. We, our coaches didn't intimidate us. Sure they did. No, they did not. If you stepped out of line. Didn't was step there out of line. If you stepped out of line as a member of that team and didn't want to do what the coach said, was there a penalty for you not following the coach's rules? I'm sure that there was, but if you didn't want to do what the coach said, why are you on the team? A lot of people on the team don't want to do what the coach says. Then did And then the coach then imposes their will on that player. You want to come to you want to come to Really? You're going to come to practice late? 
You're not going to have a good reason why you're late? Is Give any me 10 reason, laps. Listen, is any reason to uh, coming to sure, practice? What? Sure, absolutely. You could, you, could, you could have been dealing with, say, a, a personal issue with the principal. You could have been anywhere. You're not, no coach is going to really step on the toes of those that hired him. Okay? And most coaches are just teachers in the school. So, no. You're not going to, you're not going to, you, you might verify later. You might want to make sure, but you're not going to sit there and, and go off on some child in high school because they were late for practice. And the child told you I was deal. I was with my parent and the school and we were talking about something or dealing with something or I'm having a personal problem. I can't talk about it now. You're not going to go and go crazy on that child. If you do, you're just an idiot. You're asking to be fired. Yeah. Okay. So, but there are always those consequences. There's always something. I mean, you're not working hard enough in practice. You're not running hard enough. The coach knows you can do better. What does he do? Makes you run more. Makes you do more. Uh, Punish you by making you shoot, you know, more foul shots or whatever in basketball or run more, run more. It always comes down to running because running is a way of conditioning. So it's always run more. You know, they even did it in PE. You know, shit, we did it in the band because you need the conditioning anyway. So making you run is a good idea. Push-ups. Why? Because you need that strength. You know, you need the conditioning anyway, but it's still a penalty. How many times have you heard a foreign teacher say, oh, I had the kids do push-ups because they were out of line in the classroom? Oh, not in the classroom. Oh, Yes. Oh yes, I hear it quite often. I've heard him. I've heard him say it in PE, but no, 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 no. When we were in Wuhan, that happened. Uh, Somebody who just uh, moved to Thailand and was teaching. She said that some boys were getting out of control in the classroom, and she had them do fifty push-ups each. And I'm like, "Do you teach PE?" And she's like, "No, I teach English. So why in the hell would you have this child do push-ups?" That's you're not hurting the child. The child is is getting fatigued. It's a totally different idea. The child is also disrupting class, and you're taking time away. Yes, but getting back to your point, that has nothing to do with being beaten in the classroom. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's not the same thing. It's still a physical punishment. Tell me it's not a physical punishment. It's a punishment. Yes. It's a physical punishment. No, no, no. It's a punishment, but you're not you're not inflicting pain on the child. You are inflicting no, pain no, on the child. No, because if the child can do 50 push-ups, guess what? They most likely can't do 50 does, push-ups in first grade. If the child can do 50 push-ups, you're not inflicting any pain on them. You're Now you're just talking about the individual. You're not talking about the system. If, if the child can do 50 push-ups, then they do 50 push-ups and they get up and they smile at you and they sit back down again, right? Your, your message didn't get across. Whatever you were trying to do. Whatever punishment you were trying to mete out. It's not the same as walking in there with a bamboo stick and whacking the shit out of some kids. No, because we've all seen that. Teacher whacking the bottom of the little children's feet because they're wiggly. And because they can hide the scars. Right. This this parent said his son came home with marks on his legs and bruising on his arm, which means he was held and whacked. Could be. Anyway, like I said, this is their culture. If this is how they choose to choose to indoctrinate their citizens into their culture, 
I don't think anybody from the outside can really honestly tell them that they're wrong for doing that. You can give them all the reasons why they shouldn't, but they still have to make the decision. It's their culture. You don't like it, leave. Okay. Their country. Until we have the, the Star Trek world when the entire planet is under one, one thing and we don't have separate governments and, separate, and no money, then guess what? Everybody gets to do their own thing. Yep. Anyway. Next. What else you got? That's it? That's all you want to talk about today? Well, no. But that's all I have on that topic anyway. That's it. You got anything else you want to talk about? No. You got more, though, don't you? I don't really at this moment. I'm oh, sure. so you got everything off your chest? Is that what it is? No, my chest is quite huge, and it carries a lot. Because, you know. Okay. We've only been talking for, what, an hour? Yep. That's not bad. I mean, I don't, you know. I have nothing. We got stuff for the list. We do. I'm gonna not really talk much about my school because that's a wasted topic. Yep. So I guess that's all for today. This this one. All right. We'll we'll, we'll label this one another rant by Karen. It wasn't a rant by Karen. It was no, no. just. It wasn't a rant. It was me, me defending the world from Karen. It was. I wasn't. No. Aaron defends the world. You save the world, like, because Thor tapped you on the shoulder to save the world. You're going to continue on. See, I got superpowers. Oh, that's it? We go to Disneyland in Hong Kong, and Thor taps you on the shoulder to say, help me save the world. And I save the world. And you save the world, and now you're continuing your mission. Saving the world from Karen and her crazy notions of why you shouldn't beat kids in the classroom. It's not a crazy notion. Crazy notion. You shouldn't hit children, period. Sure you should. In the classroom, outside of the classroom, in the supermarket. What did Miss Seeley say? Beat up. <laughs> we, you know, we got off the bus, or not the bus yesterday because we walked. We walked to the mark, the supermarket and came back. And as the children were waiting for me to grab just a few vegetables from the vegetable market, there was this grandmother beating the shit out of her toddler grandson with the plastic end of one of those fans. And the baby is dancing around and screaming at the top of his lungs. And she is just beating the shit out of his little legs. And, and both of our children were upset about that. That's nice. And, and Aaron said, you know, it's not a big deal. Grandma smack, spanked the baby. And Keegan, she got just as upset about it as I do. Because there's no reason to beat the toddler. Okay, look. Think of it this way. You're talking about a grandmother beating a child. But if that child... Pulled down his pants and took a shit right there on the sidewalk. The grandmother wouldn't beat the child. So what do you think is really off in the culture? Oh, that's off. Okay. So honestly, you're, you're, 
you're looking for you're looking for something that honestly after being here for for as many years as we've been in china does oh, yeah. not exist we just this, we just know, celebrated our six years in asia you know it just doesn't exist it's not here what you're looking for is not here you know they will they you know chinese people will will let a child take a dump on the sidewalk in the mall outside no, no, of no, burger no, king no i'm talking about right outside our freaking front door i know outside. okay so take a dump right there yep but when the dog walks by and goes and takes a dump in the grass yeah they flip out they get angry so Think about that for a minute. You got to think about where you are. You you can't look at it like oh like it's an isolated incident. What about the day where I go and I walk to the um, the little box to get our QID our our package, and we go to get our package and I me and Aaron come walking out of there. We're walking by and a guy is literally bent over in the bushes taking a shit. Oh God. You know. I mean, think about it. We, it's not the first time it's happened. It happened oh. to us when we were in the north, in the park. There's a guy sitting over there just literally not hiding, not behind anything, not like in, like it was an emergency or what. No. He feels he got to take a shit. He's not going to find a bathroom. He's when there was a bathroom like 30 feet away. Exactly. So why are you looking for some something else here? Why are you wasting that energy? You know it's not here. It's the optimism. The people that are looking for what you're talking about send their children outside of China for education. They do. But then the children come back and they they continue the cycle because they don't know anything else. No, I think they they don't continue the cycle because those are the kids that then come back. And remember, they haven't had that many generations. So yeah. if the kids come back and then they have children, those are the kids that are ending up in international schools. Maybe, yeah. You see, the parents went away. They went to, say, maybe they went and did their master's or PhD outside of China. They come back. They now have money, and they send their kids to an international school. Mm. Yep. You see? A couple more generations, you're going to have generations In a real international school, not just right. a Chinese international right. school in name only. Right. Because here in China, they'll have... Oh, this is an international school, and there will literally be no other nationalities but Chinese kids. And teachers. Right, and teachers. So you can't call that an international school. It's not. It might have an, it might have an international, international curriculum, but it doesn't, it's not an international school. You know. Because everything is taught in Chinese, done in Chinese. Right. It, they're not they're and they're still and they're still studying for Gaokao. That's right. the thing, you know, and if you're if they're studying for that test, then there's nothing international about it. Right. It's 100 percent Chinese. Yep. All right. That's it. OK. Oh, let's tell the people where they can where they can see us. Where can the people see us? Um, I don't know. Have you put anything on YouTube lately? I have not put You've anything been neglecting in neglecting the YouTubes. That's sad. Well, I think you need to. You I've need put to up everything that you've given me to put up. All right, so we got to have put some more stuff up. So if you want to find us on the YouTubes, you can just look for the Traveling Fars. Facebook, same thing. Traveling the Traveling Fars. Um, 
our website is uh, where we're blogging and hopefully we'll get some more stuff up there. I know that I just put that our first whiny Monday up there, which is awesome. So um, the traveling fars dot blueberry dot net. Is it dot? No, it's dot blueberry it's not dot. dot net. And there are no E's in blueberry. Yeah. B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot net. And then on the Twitters, we're traveling fars. And on the Instagrams, we're traveling fars. And if you want to, you know, go old, old, super old school and email us, we're traveling fars at gmail.com. So there you go. Hit us up. Tell us what you think. Ask us questions. We'll definitely love to ignore your um, ideas and uh, all of your responses. We don't ignore. You ignore. I respond. Hey, I could be like Menelik and get all angry that people listen. No. All right. No. That would be funny. No. I should have a full Menelik show. That would be great. We should have them on. They're both international. That would be, that would be hard. It would be... Uh, it would be. It, it might be more difficult to try to do that because of the lag. We'd we'd spend all the time waiting for them to waiting for the internet to catch up. I don't think so because I had that interview via Skype and she was in Minnesota. Go Vikings! Yeah, yeah, I know. <clears throat> you're saying you had an interview. She recorded it. She recorded it. Yeah. Yeah, but we'd be recording it, <laughs> and we're in the Chinatown. Yeah. With yeah. the China Man land. As long as we don't have any other apps open and no VPN on, it's Maybe. somewhat okay. Maybe. All right. Oh, right. What? yeah, we got to call Granny. It's Granny's birthday. Yeah, well, you better hurry up because I'm about to go to bed. All right. Okay. Bye. Peace. Bye. Love. Hair grease.